Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. SAFM Late Night Conversations 104 to 107. A teamers, it's time for us to look at a social issue, but it also has to do with energy. Last week, we spoke to Professor Hermut Winkler, who is a professor in physics at the University of Johannesburg, and we're talking about, um, you know, um, nuclear energy. And a lot of us were double sided on this, but we end up understanding what nuclear energy is, the pros and the cons, and one of the things that's stuck out for me was the cost of it. Not so much the harm on the human beings or the planet, but the cost of it versus renewable energy. Hence, we asked Professor Winkler to please join us again so we can talk about options in renewable energy that we can employ in South Africa and that have been used across the globe. The time now is 20 minutes to 10, and I'd love for you to join us, A-teamers, by calling in. Let's talk about renewable energy. The number you can dial is 011-714-4045. You can also use 891 You can get us on SMS uh, by sending that SMS to 41391. SMSs are charged at 150. On WhatsApp, 0614-104-107. And if you want to interact with us on Twitter, we are there at SAFM Radio at Patricia N. Dooley. Don't forget our hashtag, SAFMLNC. On that note, a warm welcome to you, officially an A-team member, Professor Hermut Winkler. Thank you very much for joining us again. Oh, hello. Yeah, nice to be back with you. I'm so excited to have you again. Let's just uh, recap some of the pointers on um, the, the the energy, nuclear energy, that we spoke about on our last discussion for the benefit of the A-teamers who did not join on that conversation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think what we mentioned was that uh, nuclear energy is one of the uh, the options we have for generating electricity. Uh, in South Africa, we have it as well. It's, uh, uh, it's generated the Kuburg uh, power station, and it makes up roughly uh, something of the order of 5% uh, of uh, uh, South Africa. It contributes about 5% to South Africa's uh, electricity needs. Uh, now, the question is not so much about Kuburg, but whether uh, South Africa should be building uh, more plants. And the problem with, with that, unlike Kuburg, which is already built and it's paid off and so on, uh, building new plants uh, uh, has become very expensive. It's one of the, the more expensive uh, options available. Um, so there's no question that uh, South Africa does need to do something about its uh, its uh, electricity shortage. I mean, the load, load shedding we've just experienced very recently, again, is a manifestation of that. And the question is really how, how does one uh, do it in the best possible manner? Uh, what has happened in the last, especially in the last decade or so, is that a number of other technologies have become uh, um, feasible, uh, these being the... Uh, uh, what we refer to as renewable energy. Now, that's, uh, that's on the one hand a wind uh, energy generation, on the other hand it's solar energy generation. And I think what's really made a big difference there is that uh, the technology has developed and not only um, have they become uh, more efficient, but they've also become a lot cheaper so that now they are uh, seen as uh, as really the, the, the next generation of, of uh, electricity generation de- uh, devices. Now, uh, Professor Winkler, let's talk about what we can be looking forward to, the pros of renewable energy that is cheaper and also that is cleaner for environment. What are some of the pros and what are some of the technologies available? Yes, uh, all right. So it's 
at the moment, we're looking at, in South Africa at slightly uh, installing slightly more wind than solar. Now, uh, wind is, is, okay, now I think a lot of people will have seen those, especially in the Eastern Cape, Western Cape, and so on, are these, uh, these uh, very large, uh, if you like, almost like mills, which uh, essentially the wind just blows and they, it gets them to turn. Once they turn, that, that uh, energy is converted uh, uh, to electricity. So it's quite a, it's quite a simple uh, uh, concept in that regard. Uh, as far as solar energy is concerned, uh, uh, there's a number of sub-technologies there, and the one which has been uh, doing best of that is all the so-called photovoltaics. Now, photovoltaics is is uh, what you associate with a typical solar panel, as I think a lot of people will have seen on the roofs of houses and so on. Uh, what happens is that the the energy from the sun, which comes in the form of, of photons, of light, uh, reaches the, uh, those uh, solar panels, and uh, inside those solar panels it gets uh, converted to electricity. There is another solar technology uh, av- uh, available as well, so-called concentrated solar power, uh, but those have not done so well. So even though South Africa has got a couple of those plants, uh, we're not foreseeing any too many more being built. Now, the, the advantage of that, I think, as a known renewable uh, energy sources implies, is that it's, it's, uh, it's a form of energy which is not going to run out. We expect the wind to be blowing thousand years from now. We expect the sun to still be shining thousands of years from now. Uh, whereas uh, other energy sources such as coal, I mean, they need to be mined. And once they have been mined and, and burnt in the power station, that's, that's the end of it. You've, you've uh, taken whatever energy you could, get, uh, could out of that. So um, I suppose that is the one advantage. But I think what one really, uh, it, when one's talking about wind and solar, the, the main advantage is that uh, yes, they are what, what you would refer to as, as clean energy sources. In other words, they don't uh, emit carbon, and that is a big problem in South Africa at the moment. Most of our electricity comes from coal power stations, and those um, and uh, people living in Pumalanga and so on will be very well aware of that. Uh, once you burn the coal, uh, out comes the smoke, and, and the smoke uh, contains uh, a lot of uh, particles which are uh, have got implication for climate change. Mm. So uh, wind and solar don't have that. A couple of other technologies also don't have. So that is is the main uh, plus. Uh, the big minus, as far as the wind and solar is concerned, is that they are intermittent. In other words, right now, uh, since it's evening, since it's night, uh, there is no sun coming in, and uh, depending on where you are in the country, there might be wind or there might not be wind. So that's a big, uh, big disadvantage, and uh, that's why whenever you you are uh, have got uh, renewable energy in in your electricity mix, you need to manage that uh, uh, that shortcoming properly. We are speaking uh, to Professor Hermut Winkler, a professor of physics at uh, University of Johannesburg, and we're talking about renewable energy. A-teamers, please join in on this conversation. Let's talk about the options that are available and get ourselves educated. Ask questions that are relevant to the professor because he is well knowledgeable around what can be done with renewable energy technology. The number to dial is 011-714-4045 or you can call 891 Our WhatsApp line is 0614-104-107 or SMS 41391 and on social media platforms at SFM Radio at Patricia Nduli, hashtag SFMLNC. Professor, how big are we as a country compared to other countries when it comes to carbon emission? 
percentage-wise, we're certainly one of the very worst. Um, I don't have the exact figure in, in my head right now, but we, we're talking about the vast majority of our electricity coming from uh, coal plants. And in many cases, uh, these are old coal plants, which is also, by the way, why uh, so many of them are breaking down and, uh, and, and causing load shedding. Um, so we certainly, uh, in that respect, are a lot worse than, than many other countries. There are countries that don't have any coal plants whatsoever. Um, there are countries even which run completely on renewable energy, although that's quite rare, and usually these are countries which have got a lot of water resources. Uh, hydropower, by the way, is also considered a renewable energy source, but uh, that depends on, on water running in the rivers, and in a drought-prone country like us, we, we again cannot rely too much on on hydropower either. Even though we have that, we... and. Um, uh, and we're importing uh, some hydropower from, uh, say, Kaburabasa in Mozambique. So what can we do to decrease this? Uh, I mean, obviously, we know that such projects are not short-term in terms of mm. implementing this uh, renewable energy. It's not short-term, it's not cheap, and uh, with all the things that uh, we are facing as a nation, um, resources have to be used wisely. But what can be done? Yeah, well, in essence, there's, there's, I think it's, it's unavoidable that there is going to be a transition uh, away from coal. Uh, now, that's often been interpreted as as an as instant shutting down of all coal, coal plants. That, that's simply not, not possible at all. There, there is, there's no way we would be able to do this in even 10 years. But uh, the plan is certainly to downscale coal quite significantly. And uh, according to the official government plan, uh, in uh, 10 years from now, uh, we should uh, have uh, closed down a number of, of coal plants, but they, we, uh, coal would still be contributing almost 60% of our electricity uh, um, uh, generated. Now, as, as I said at the moment, it's, it's, it's over 80%, close to 90%. So even in 10 years, it would still be over 60%, per, uh, uh, about 60%. And um, the, the long-term projections beyond that still see some coal being there uh, for a, a decade or two beyond that. Uh, bear in mind that we are just building Medupi and Kusile uh, coal power stations. Now, as, as much as those plants have had enormous problems and uh, have been proved to be much more expensive and have taken much longer to complete than was in, in, uh, originally envisaged, I mean, those plants ha- are being built uh, with the idea that they should be running for several decades. So, so coal is still going to be around. But the question is, what do we do with, uh, with all the, the coal plants that are expected to be shut down? And uh, okay, electricity demand in the country, right, the assumption is that it's going to go up all the time. The demand goes up, but it's, I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think that's what uh, the experience in other countries is showing. Uh, but we certainly need to replace uh, those uh, coal plants that are being shut down with something else. And, and the obvious thing to go for is, is renewables. Uh, simply because we actually, on the one hand, we have got very good resources. I mean, we pride ourselves of being a, a country with a lot of sun, and certainly the people living along the coastline knows that there's no shortage uh, of wind here either. And uh, a lot of countries elsewhere in the world that are already much further down the, the line and uh, are running a, a much bigger fraction of their uh, electricity generation of renewables. Uh, I can mention maybe a country like Germany, 
uh, they have had several instances this year where more than half the electricity has come from uh, from renewable sources. And they are a country that were traditionally um, uh, uh, completely dependent on, 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 on coal. They had a, a lot of nuclear, uh, but, but they've, they've been changing. And, and that's a global trend as well. So we're looking at a situation where in, in, it won't be a such a big, massive change in the next 10 years or so, but there certainly are plans to build a lot of new uh, renewable power plants, um, uh, certainly something of the order of, of uh, about uh, three to four times as much as we have right now, which is very, very small. Despite of all the talk there has been about renewables, uh, the, the amount of installed capacity in South Africa at the moment is actually very small. And we're looking at a situation where, uh, say, 30 years down the line, uh, probably more than half or just more than half of uh, the electricity is going to come from renewable sources with the difference probably still coming from coal and and uh, and, and, uh, and uh, perhaps or some nuclear. Professor, you make yeah. mention of uh, the fact that Germany's uh, renewable energy is right now not dependent so much on nuclear, nor is it dependent on coal. How mm. long did it take for Germany as a country to have this turnaround? Because I think we also need to be realistic as South Africa yeah. when it comes to timelines on um, uh, changing over to renewable energy. Yes, uh, yeah, that's been working at it for something like 10 years or so. Um, so that's really yeah so it, it's something which is going to take several decades but um and it's not only going to happen in in in, in the in the, um, the larger power plants i think what might be even more significant is what's happening in 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 south african homes in south african shopping malls in south african um the factories uh, because uh, right now it's uh, still relatively difficult to install say solar power on your roof, or uh, in, uh, in in a medium installation like a, a shopping mall, uh, but that is certainly uh, becoming more and more important. And um, uh, I understand that uh, certainly demand for uh, for rooftop solar power in South Africa is is growing um, at quite a, a healthy rate, and a, a lot of uh, uh, you know, medium-sized operations such as shopping malls and so on are making plans to get at least part of their power from uh, from solar installations. So, so that is really the big. Uh, I think that's where a lot is going to be happening, and it's going to be. Uh, you know, it won't be as as, as obvious as building a, a massive plant somewhere, but uh, I foresee a lot of changes happening in in that regard. And uh, that also has a lot of implications for uh, for an organization like Eskom, because it's going to mean that a, a lot of its traditional customers are going to be more and more uh, reliant on uh, their self-generated power, meaning that uh, effectively they'll be selling less electricity. And if they sell less electricity, it means less income for them. So uh, Eskom has got to – there's very little they'll be able to do about it. At the moment, they are being – in a sense, protected by uh, government regulations, which stop you from just going and uh, out and 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 building your mini uh, solar power station. But um, this is clearly coming, and that also means that Eskom really has to uh, look at its uh, its own transformation, how it sees itself uh, in the future.
Mm. Professor, will we ever see a point where there is no longer any coal in use or in circulation? Or would this be detrimental to that industry? Uh, I, I think by the time we get no coal, uh, there's certainly people who are arguing that this can be done exceptionally fast, and there are the, all these, these time frames for, for trying to achieve uh, 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 net zero uh, emissions. I don't really know if we if we're going to get to the point where there's going to be zero emissions from coal, there are some countries who are simply not going to be able to, uh, to build something to replace their current coal uh, generating capacity in, in, in a great hurry. But uh, what's also ha- uh, happening is that it's becoming, if you do want to build a new coal plant, it's becoming increasingly more, more difficult to do so because you need uh, to financing for that. And uh, a lot of, uh, financing organizations are simply saying that they're not going to be uh, funding any more coal projects. So uh, that just makes it... Uh, so we are talking about a, a, an industry which is on the decline and is, is likely to uh, to come to an end at some point. Right, That does have implications for a coal mining country like South Africa because the demand for coal is, is going to go down, not just nationally but also internationally. We export a lot of coal, but uh, in most cases the coal is needed for coal power stations and there are just simply less and less uh, coal plants being built uh, elsewhere in the world. So uh, we certainly need to look at uh, at uh, uh, managing the transition of uh, the coal mining industry into something else, but it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, uh, you you'll f- might find some mines uh, Closing, but uh, the, as, as a whole, we will. St- I'm pretty sure we will still have coal mines in Pumalanga. Uh, 20 years from now. You know, um, here I've got uh, our A-team, um, Fan Futi, who's in Cosmos City. And Fan Futi says, let's just burn our coal because we still have a lot of coal and stop comparing ourselves to the developed world because they have burned their way their way before us. <laughs> so they've burned theirs way before us. Um, and I think Fan Futi is just saying, yeah, let's just do what we need to do until such time that we are ready. What's your thought on that? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, coal is, is being burnt. As, as I say, the, uh, Madupi and Kusile, they are still going to be running for 20, 30 years. Uh, so, um, yes, there is going to be some utilization of, of, of the coal, but it, it, it's not going to be um, as much as, as, as we say had a decade ago. Uh, it, I think it's just going to... Yeah, because of this, this demand, it also lack of demand. It's it, it's also going to mean that the price of coal is probably going to become um, it, mining is just going to become more um, un, uh, uneconomical, and I think that's going to have a whole lot of implications for it. Uh, well, yes, I mean one can take a sort of line that oh, well, so what if the rest of the world does the, uh, stops burning coal? Why should we uh, as well? And it's uh, it's not going to make the country very popular on the global stage. There are also financial incentives for countries and, and projects that that are coal-free. So, um, and, and South Africa has ben- benefited from from these kind of incentive schemes uh, in the past. This is Patricia, and your guest uh, is Chika here. I just want to ask because in Western Cape, some of the places are using solars, even on Northern Cape. But I, I just want to know as a for personal use is it okay from your guests if i can buy that and then 
maybe have my own literacy other than uh, waiting for literacy from government. Uh, which one is the better option? Thank you. Yeah, it, well, it, a lot of people are doing that. The problem is, however, is that you need a lot of money up front. Uh, it, it's, uh, well, it depends on how, how big the system is, but we're talking of something of the order of 50,000, um, if it's a big system, even 100,000 rand uh, to install water panels uh, and all the necessary stuff on the roof. That does mean that you then don't need to pay for electricity for uh, for 10 years thereafter. But it, it, it's really an economic decision. Can one uh, do that uh, or, or not? So and that's, if you like, the big unknown. I suspect it's going to become uh, more and more uh, of that. So uh, uh, we have a situation in other countries where you can even sell the electricity you generate. into. You can feed that into the grid. So, in other words, your meter uh, then runs in reverse. But, but uh, in this country, we simply don't. This is simply not uh, part of the uh, the setup. So, you, unfortunately, you can't do that here. But yes, if somebody wants to run their own uh, system off solar, in principle, it can be done it's, it's, if one can afford it. The, because the other uh, thing is that um, while solar, uh, the larger uh, solar, solar power stations. Um, produce relatively cheap electricity. It's, it's partly because of an economy of scale. Mm. Uh, what needs to happen once you've got the power, you need an inverter to, uh, to convert it to, uh, to alternating current. And uh, that uh, is uh, uh, costs. So Professor Winkler, it, unfortunately, I need to go to the news, but we really appreciate yeah. uh, your time and uh, we really, really appreciate the knowledge that you have given us. And just uh, signing off, uh, even Zagani says, well, to put things into a young millennial's perspective, the impact of coal in our environment will be very detrimental in the years to come. Thank you, Professor, and thank okay. you, A-teamers. Let's go to the beautiful voice of Zolega Kodashe.